Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The Michael Reed Show podcast. Tune in weekdays from 9 on LMFM. To contact us, email now. Michael at LMFM.ie Thursday morning, the 15th of July. Good morning with much space and discussion from now till 11am. This is Michael Reed on LMFM. As you know, the Dáil was asked yesterday to approve legislation which will see the resumption of indoor dining. It means that by law, pubs and restaurants will have to discriminate against people who are not considered to have adequate protection against coronavirus. They will be refused entry. People who are fully vaccinated or have have recovered from COVID in the last six months and their children can be served indoors under this legislation. Should this bill be passed, it's my view that we'll have taken a sensible and balanced approach to the challenges still posed by COVID-19. With regards to the hospitality sector, I believe the bill achieves the best possible balance between what is a very understandable desire on the part of uh, the sector and the public to resume normal uh, activities and the very sound principles of public health and the public health advice which we have. As the House is aware, clear and concerning public health advice led government to pause the planned easing of measures. We are, of course, keen to see the safe resumption of normal social and economic life, and I'm very conscious of the sacrifices that have been made by everyone over the past 17 months. And at the same time, our society has borne these difficult times with amazing solidarity uh, and togetherness. The Minister for Health, Stephen Donnelly, and the government won uh, the vote by 74 to 68. Tomorrow, the bill goes uh, to the Shannon, and if, as expected, the Upper House passes the legislation, it's hoped uh, that President Michael D. Higgins will sign it into law over this weekend. Let's talk about this with Independent TD for Kerry, Michael Healy Ray, and James Lawless, who's a Fianna Fáil TD for Kildare North. And good morning to both of you, and thank you indeed for joining us on the programme this morning. Michael Healy-Ray, first of all, uh, you want hospitality to be reopened. Indeed, I think you were telling the doll yesterday that Kerry has a, a great tradition of tourism and is better at doing it than the rest of the country, the rest of Europe or the rest of the world for that matter because of the experience that's been built up since Queen Victoria visited the kingdom. When was that? 1900. Yes, well, I wasn't around at the time, but it was a long time ago. But, of course, on a serious note, I desperately want to see the hospitality sector opened fully. But I also want that to happen safely. I do not want people's health to be jeopardised. 
But at the same time, I don't want to divide it society. There is one thing that I would rely on 100%. And I know that uh, Deputy James would agree with this. Our people who work in the hospitality sector are highly uh, responsible. They go before the courts every year to renew their licenses to trade, be it uh, uh, their publicans' licenses, etc. They have to have tax clearance certs. They're responsible people. And like I said yesterday, in many instances, they're not first generation or second generation. They could be third or fourth generation uh, people involved in hospitality. So it's running through their veins to take care of people. What has happened over the last number of weeks, in my opinion, and again, I'm only entitled to my opinion, and what happened last night was democracy. There was a vote. The vote was passed. Well and good. That, that's it. I don't agree with the way it was railroaded. I don't agree that there was no pre-legislative scrutiny. I don't agree that we weren't entitled to put forward amendments and vote on those amendments. And that it was rushed. And legislation rushed, rushed sometimes can be legislation flawed. But however, we are where we are. What I would have rather have seen was these people being allowed to open up to all people, in other words, vaccinated and unvaccinated, but that they would uh, control the amount of people going to their premises. In other words, use the outdoor facilities that they have when the, the weather would suit and, uh, and spread the people out. What happened over the last number of weeks, Michael, did not mm. make sense. You had people crammed and uh, thrown in together in these outdoor dining areas. And you Do you believe vast, this arrangement will work? You had vast premises inside then that were idle mm. and nobody sitting down at those tables. Well, I suppose I'm a realist. The way I would look at it now is I would hope that it will be uh, allowed to work in that uh, I don't agree with it because it divides people. You could have, a, for instance, mm. uh, a man or a woman that for health reasons mightn't have been able to take the vaccine or indeed didn't want to take the vaccine. And their spouse or their partner did. So you could have those people now go out for an evening, for a meal or for mm. a drink and uh, being told, well, now you left a part here at the door because, and you know, mm. we're trying all our lives to keep people together. But that's, and, the, that's uh, the question. Do you think people will accept that? Well, unfortunately, I don't agree with it, but now they won't have a choice. Okay. And when people... Whether will, you like you know, it or not, you'll have to accept it. Exactly. Okay. And I know that mm-hmm. I only take everything... Uh, you know what I do myself yeah. usually when we go out it would never be alone there might be another couple with us and things like that mm. but now the question is going to be well sorry there no are you vaccinated or are you, are you not yeah. because we'll have to decide where we're going mm. okay. and people will have to make that part of All their right. plans let, and I don't agree with that let, let's hear uh, another perspective on this James Lawless um, I, I, I'm not sure that you'd agree, uh, d- disagree with much of what Michael Healy Ray has had to say uh, and it is divisive, it is discriminatory, but uh, the advice is that it's necessary to take this approach. Yeah, so look, at um, I was listening to Deputy Healy Ray there, and to be fair to him, he, he's quite wise, and he puts it very fairly. Uh, but for a minute, I, I was thinking I was listening to a government spokesperson, maybe the program got mixed up, and there two government spokespeople on, because what Michael has effectively said is what I was going to say, mm. is that, look, we need to get hospitality back. There are 180,000 jobs around the country at stake, uh, there are over 20,000 premises. The chairman of the Restaurant Association last night was tweeting, delight and congratulations to the government and to the Dáil getting this over the line so they can begin to reopen. And emergency time is called for emergency measures. Effectively, hospitality and actually indoor hospitality is the last refuge of COVID in the sense that pretty much everything else at this stage, maybe barring multi-theatre mm-hmm. massive events, but pretty much everything else is now back. 
And the only thing that's not back is indoor dining. Now, most people, as far as I can see, are actually quite enjoying the outdoor summer so far. OK, there's a few showers every so often, but mm. people have got used to that in, in most restaurants and pubs. And, and they've got decent funding yeah. and grant support and that kind of thing as well. I don't think but anybody will want to be indoors this weekend, for example. Well, this is mm. it. I, mm. I actually happened to be in a restaurant with my wife last mm. week. And we chose to sit out. You know, we wanted to We enjoyed the outdoors and the terrace. Uh, and it was very enjoyable. And everyone else was sitting outside as well. And places have accommodated and adapted. Even when there's a drop of rain, there are canopies and everything over them. But I suppose the question facing the government was, do they say, right, we can, with the Delta wave coming on top of us, we're seeing mm. Europe starting to go backwards, restrictions being reversed in some countries, are, are reimposed. Do we actually say, we're going to keep you closed for another couple of weeks? Another couple of weeks can very easily, as we know, become a couple of months. And all of a sudden, the summer has gone and the hospitality didn't get a look in uh, beyond uh, the outdoor tables. So what the governor said is, look, the vaccination programme is going exceedingly well. Mm. We have over 5 million doses now administered. Over 60% of the population now is the two jabs. Uh, the 18-year-olds can get it now and, and upwards through the Janssen vaccine and their pharmacist. We're getting towards the end of the vaccination programme. In a couple of weeks' time, the intention would be that everybody would have had a chance to get the vaccine. Okay. And the are vast you, majority would have it. So, are you worried, though, that Tony Houlihan has more or less said that the government has placed children in danger by allowing them to go into these pubs and restaurants now? Well, look, I suppose he has one role and I have a different role. And probably if we were to listen to Netflix, we wouldn't open the pubs ever because they would probably say that alcohol is bad for you and mm. red meat is bad for you and mm. all these kind of things. And, and, and look, we mm. know that. And, and there's always going to be a balancing act between... No. He's advising people not to bring their children into pubs and restaurants. And, 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 and he's absolutely entitled to give that mm. advice. Is that, uh, not to. Uh, should that not have been taken on board by the government in drafting the legislation? Well, I don't think it was ever feasible to say to a family, you can go for a meal, but you have to leave Johnny and Mary outside. So why did the government say that they were introducing this legislation based on public health advice? Because what the government are trying to do is take the public health advice and follow it by and Cher- large, Cherry pick it. also weigh it. No, Cher- <laughs> the government have a wider remit than just public health. Government have a responsibility to the economy. Yeah. So there are 180,000 workers in the hospitality sector, mm. to all those 20,000 premises, the jobs, the local economies. And many but a, a greater responsibility to innocent children above all and, of and they've the people. That and, and, and they've disregarded the advice from Tony Houlihan. No doubt Tony Houlihan has told Stephen Donnelly and government generally that he does not think that unvaccinated children should go in into restaurants and pubs, which is why he advised parents last night to ignore the fact that legally it's permissible and do not bring them in because it's not safe. Yeah, and I imagine many families will take that advice, but some families, for their own reasons, and it's their choice, uh, will decide, well, actually, you know what, we want to bring the family inside. Other families might decide we're going to dine outdoor and be quite happy Mm. to do it. Other families might say, well, look, we can do without the restaurant for a couple more weeks. And some families will decide, look, I really, really want to get out. I'm dying to get a meal or lunch at the local pub or hotel and this is the chance to do it I've waited 18 months we're going to go in and take the children with us uh, we're a family unit or a bubble anyway against the public uh, health that. advice well that's people's choice you know I mean people, some people I don't smoke myself some people choose to do it um, I do eat red meat I okay. do drink red wine you so know? why so, not let 18 year olds in if you're letting 17 year olds in why not let 18 year olds well look there's a, there's a practicality matter but for a start an 18 year old is an adult <laughs> uh, as we say as a majority and, and I, I don't know I have an 18 year old a lot of 18 year olds don't want to go down to out for the family meal uh, on occasion. Oh, no, but uh, why not let know. them in? It doesn't matter whether they're wi- who they're with. Why not let them in? 
are you talking about as a child? No, just let them in. Let them in as an adult. Let a 21-year-old in as an adult. Let a 21-year-old buy a pint, uh, even though they haven't been vaccinated. If you're letting a 17-year-old in, why not let a 21-year-old in? And that's on the way. And as soon as they get their shots, and that is happening very rapidly, and 18-year-olds and above are now able to register since the last 10 days uh, with the local pharmacies. I was speaking to okay. a number of people in that age group the last couple of days, and I was actually re- refreshingly uh, pleased with to hear the response. They said, look, this isn't the common good. Okay. The sooner this thing gets done and we get through this... Let me go back, to, let me go back to Michael Healy-Ray, because James Lawless said that when he was listening to you, it sounded like two government spokespersons. I'm not sure that what you've just heard would sound uh, in line with the way you look at all of this. Well, the way I'd like to look on my viewpoint on everything is I'd like to say that I'm practical, I'm fair, I'm a realist. What happened last night, like I said, was democracy. I didn't agree with it. Others did. It was voted through. Now we just have to get on with it and try to do so in a proper and safe way. Mm. The day before yesterday, from a government point of view, was an absolute shambles. You had government ministers going on different media outlets and giving completely conflicting uh, mm. reports. Mm. They confused every doctor in Ireland. There was doctor. One doctor said he nearly crashed his motor car going along the road when he heard the government minister say, making statements. And then an hour later, the, the, he, the doctors were hearing completely differing reports from different ministers. Mm. Then last night, confusion reigned again, as you've already outlined, when Dr. Tony Houlihan came out and said one thing, while government were legislating for something else. And at the same time, these people are all supposed to be talking to each other. Now, and anyway, and anyway, anybody can go into a, a pub if they're of a, a mind to do so, whether they've been vaccinated or not. Uh, because it's very easy to get one of uh, these pieces of paper that will give the impression that you've been vaccinated because there's no way of authenticating it. There's no way of verifying it. I've seen this myself. People have shown me where they have made these these digital passes on a computer. It looks fine. It looks authentic. They're going to be given out like confetti. And the people in uh, at the doors or in the reception areas they won't have a clue. They'll be shown this pass, and it's a case of yes, you're vaccinated. Mm. So again, the government rushed this to such a degree they didn't think it through. The mm. one thing that I will say to you, and it is amazing, the simple, straightforward things that would actually surprise you at times. Every government minister and every person who's advising government, and I, I don't want to leave these advisors off the hook here, or not, because sometimes. To be fair to ministers, and Deputy James knows this, if I see a person doing something right, I'll compliment them. If I see them doing something wrong, I'll say it. I I don't blame the politicians 100%. There are advisors inside there, and there are so many advisors, you couldn't shake a stick at them. What in the name of God have they been doing over the last number of weeks that they couldn't get their act together and get government singing off the same hymn sheet, like I say, and avoid the shambles that we had the day before where confusion reigned throughout the country when different mm. reports were given by different politicians. We, of course, one of the things that is to, to blame here is mm. we have two people who at the same time think that the two of themselves are Taoiseachs. Okay, let me let me go back to the issue of fraud if I if I can with James Part of the confusion. But yes, there is going to be an awful lot of difficulty in enforcing what has been passed. Well, in the legislation uh, last night, and uh, that's going to be a problem. Uh, uh, if people 
uh, aren't honourable, uh, there is no way of enforcing it. This is wide open. This is wide open to fraud. Do you accept that, James Lawless? And if that is the case, does that make the law an ass? Look at any law in the country. I'm a barrister as I was being a politician, and I, I see people in courts all kinds of reasons, all kinds of excuses. Uh, attempting different things uh, every day of the week, and that's, that's what goes on in the world, unfortunately. You make a law for the greater good and for the greater population that are going to obey it. And yes, of course, somebody could attempt to violate it by getting a forgery. But sure, people can forge an age card. I mean, how many youngsters have gone into um, pubs over the years with, with fake IDs, etc.? Millions. Absolutely. Yeah, but they haven't. They, they haven't put themselves. But they have. But they haven't endangered public health. Okay. So we're talking about, we cannot govern for a minority, okay? We cannot say because a small minority of a minority, so let's think what we're talking about here. We're talking about people who are so desperate to get, they can get a drink outside. Uh, I think that's naive. I think that's naive. Well, maybe I I missed something, but why would somebody be so desperately keen to get inside the door of a premises when they can sit at a perfectly good table outside? They can have their alcohol, they can have their meal, whatever they want. To meet the girls. To To meet the girls. Like, I mean, cop, I mean, seriously, there's there's an element of cop on in this. I mean, you want to go in to meet the girls, you want to go in to meet the mates, you want to go in where the scene is, you want to go in because it's raining. I mean, there's a million and one reasons okay. why people want to go indoors. And how would you all your mates be inside and you're not? Because presumably you're talking to a similar cohort of age group. So amazing that all the girls got vaccinated and all the boys didn't. Because Maybe all of the other boys have co- ha- because all of the other boys have <laughs> got a, a photocopy of somebody else's uh, cert. Okay, so it's the cool thing to do. I mean, you know, that's just the way it goes. Half the pop has certs, but poor Johnny didn't manage to get himself one. Look, let's get realistic here. This is a temporary measure. This is going to be Probably, hopefully, we don't in September anyway, because the vast part of the country will have been vaccinated at that stage. We'll also be moving to a different phase of the pandemic. We'll have, we'll, they will have probably herd immunity by that stage as well. We also know that um, this is to get us over a hump of a couple of weeks. Uh, we cannot legislate because a small minority might try to break it. I mean, look, realistically, re- re- that's not the way you go about legislation. Okay. It's a public health measure looking to the greater good. And, and the other thing I'd say is, Michael was saying, always oh, rush through, was rush through. I heard that in the door of it last night. If we were to sit on this and say we're going to give it two weeks and mm. dot all the teeth, cross all the eyes, you know, the same people would be screaming for the murder. Oh, you're closing the pubs, you're keeping hospitality mm. closed. The summer, every day that goes by in the summer is a thousand plus. And they'd be right. And yep. that's why we didn't sit okay. on it. Did you know what? Just, I, 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 I have to finish up. Just very briefly, Mikey Healy Ray, uh, do you think it'll just be a handful of people who'll uh, try to get in when they shouldn't? Well, look, you're always going to have an element of that. But could I just, just a small, one, small group, a, is it? A small group. Okay. Could I make one final plea? And I'll be gone from you then. Mm. Could I just say to your listeners, your good listeners this morning, every business person, be they publicans, restauranteurs, cafes, all of those people involved in the hospitality sector, they all have one thing in common right now. They're trying to hold on to the people that are working for them. They're trying to have enough money to get themselves through the winter. Their current accounts and their bank accounts are well and dry and empty at this stage. Could I ask that if people can at all, in particularly the smaller and local businesses, try to support them over the next number of weeks. Try to go out when you can go out. God knows you're entitled mm-hmm. to go out because people have been inside and held inside for long okay. enough. But do so, obviously, in a very safe and proper way. Okay. But try to support your local. I'm sure everybody would agree God with knows that. they yeah, need that absolutely. support. All right, we leave it there. Thank you both indeed for joining us here on the programme uh, this morning. That's Michael Healy Ray. He's a, an independent TD for Kerry. We were also speaking with James Lawless, who's a Fianna Fáil TD for Kildare North.
Michael at lmfm.ie. The Michael Reed Show with AirGrid, managing and developing the national electricity grid so that it's fit for our current. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps to Detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.